Let us take a moment to pray before we think about God's Word. Come, Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to us. Come, Holy Spirit, lead us on in the way of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, with power and deep conviction, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. As David mentioned in his prayer this past week, we as a nation have said farewell to Captain Sir Tom Moore. I think we can all remember the valiant effort he put into fundraising for the NHS, and we as a nation got behind him, helping to raise nearly £40 million to pay, actually, for everyday small things, but small important things nonetheless, things that made a big difference in particular to NHS staff amidst this pandemic. For a brief period of time, Captain Tom's life was an example, and we rallied behind him. And for a brief period of time, we also did clap for carers last year too, and we rallied behind that. Yet eventually, it seems, our enthusiasm does wane. We lose interest in each new initiative, and we go back to normal, huddling down, turning in. And, but it's good to have these individuals and these campaigns which, which help us turn out again, which call us to another way. Yet part of me wonders, how do we nurture long-term change, not only within society, but within the church as well. Last week, Jim gave a powerful and encouraging sermon on becoming, on growing in the way of Jesus over time, because it doesn't happen instantaneously. So how do we grow in the way of Jesus, such that over time, it becomes core to our identity, and we learn to walk in it, not perfectly, but we learn to walk in it all the days of our life. Because as we've seen earlier in the book of Philippians, Jesus is the most powerful example of someone giving away their life for others. And yet after five weeks in Philippians, where can you say, your life has changed. Where have you grown in the way of Jesus? Or what about our children? We tell them of the love and death of Jesus, which was for them as much as for us, and yet, how many walk away from the faith and have nothing to do with the way and the community of Jesus? I wonder do you wonder about these things? Does it raise questions for you, ever? Do you long for something within this to change at least? I hope you do. I hope that there are many of us who wrestle and wonder and question these things. And yes, long for change. 
both in our own lives and in the lives of our world and community, that together we may pursue our core purpose of inviting, encouraging, and enabling all ages to follow Jesus Christ. So what has all this got to do with our passage this morning? Well, in Philippians today, we're introduced to Timothy and Epaphroditus, two individuals who served alongside Paul, and he highly commends them both. He says of Timothy, I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. Timothy has grown in the way of Jesus. Timothy is not only looking to his own interests, but to the welfare of others and to the cause of Christ. Epaphroditus also walks in the way of Jesus and is described by Paul as my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier. He longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. He almost died for the work of Christ. In Timothy and Epaphroditus, in the life of Paul as well, we see individuals who have grown in the way of Jesus. And part of what grabs my attention here is that in the pairings of Timothy and Paul, we see growth across the generations. We see that the way of Jesus is relevant for all the generations and that the generations need one another. And then equally, in the pairings of Paul and Epaphroditus, we see something else. We see that no matter your background, the way of Jesus can change your life for the better and also bring great unity, even to two people who would have written one another off normally. Paul, the strict Jew, Epaphroditus, the Gentile, two completely different backgrounds, two completely different ways of life, and yet brought into unity because of Jesus. In these three individuals, I see a deep and lasting change that led them to give away their lives for the sake of others and for the sake of Jesus. And it leads me to ask, how? How did this happen, Lord? And what can your church today learn? That we might not simply turn up to church here in the sanctuary or at home and never change, or simply share the faith with children and young people and yet never see them grow up and own that faith for themselves. How, Lord? How can this be? And I'm afraid today I don't have the answers. I don't have a two or three point sermon to give us a nice easy solution by the end of this morning. Because these are huge seismic issues within our church. Not just Brighton's, not just the Braes, not just the Church of Scotland, but the church across our land. But I do want to highlight a few things for us this morning 
though for me they raise more questions than any answers. Because firstly, we know that core to growth in the way of Jesus is to know Jesus for yourself, to have met with him and to keep meeting with him. I think that's why huddle, which I talked about earlier, excites me. Because the core question in huddle each week is, what is God saying to you? And then what are you going to do about it? Imagine the growth we might see in ourselves or in our young people if we could all answer those questions and then go and help other people answer those questions as well. But how do we nurture that? How do we facilitate that kind of learning? Because clearly what we were doing before the pandemic, even what we've been doing these past 12 months, isn't fully nurturing this yet. How, Lord? How can this be? Secondly, it's true that Paul, Timothy, and Epaphroditus knew Jesus, but none of us learns within a vacuum, and none of us thrives within a vacuum, as we've been finding these past 12 months. We all need community. We need one another. And much recent research suggests that the generations to thrive need one another, both in the church and outside. Clearly, what we can do is limited just now because of our restrictions, but it's been great to see the church uh, launch this intergenerational pen pals idea. And it's been encouraging to hear of pastoral groupings being in touch with one another, maybe even meeting by Zoom or going for a walk one-on-one, of course, uh, during our current restrictions. So what else could we do just now? It's only limited by our imagination and willingness. You don't necessarily have to add more activity. What are you doing that you could just do with someone else? You're going for a walk. Can you invite someone else to join with you? And when that day comes, when we can at last all be together again, what can or should our life together be like then? Are we just going to return to normal? Because remember what the moderator of the General Assembly said. Returning to normal is returning to a church declining. And that's true for Brighton's as much as for anywhere because our membership numbers are dropping. And in five, ten years' time, we might end up going off a cliff and not being able to keep doing what we do just now even amidst lockdown. How might we create the means for all generations and peoples of all backgrounds to experience a a degree of community, a degree of family that truly nurtures them in the way of Jesus? How, Lord, how can it be? Friends, as I said in Tuesday night's video, There is more change ahead. We are called to tack. And if you don't know what I mean by that, then please go and watch or listen to Tuesday evening's video and recording. I do realize that we probably want more messages of comfort 
and encouragement at this time, and those will come. But the message of Philippians calls us to walk in the ways of Jesus, to grow in the ways of Jesus, maybe especially in difficult times, both individually and as a community. Sure, we can leave these questions and the wrestling it produces till later in the year, till beyond the pandemic. But that's not the Lord's call for just now. And I think that's strategic. So that when we come out of the pandemic, we go forward. So let us all lean into this. I invite you to lean into this to where he is leading us just now, to engage with the questions, to engage with the process, that together we might chart a way forward so that one and all, all generations, might grow, truly grow, in the way of Jesus, in this place, and across the braes for generations to come. May it be so. Amen.